Are you looking for affirming and uplifting apparel? Check out plantedaffirmations.store now and choose your favorite item today. Planted Affirmations is a black woman-owned business rooted in love and affirming words. Allow Planted Affirmations to announce your proper pronouns with their empowered pronouns line available in tees, hoodies, and fanny packs. Start a powerful conversation with the You Are Not Broken line. Shop today at plantedaffirmations.store. That's P-L-A-N-T-E-D. A-F-F-I-R-M-A-T-I-O-N-S dot S-T-O-R-E. You're listening to Living Millennial Podcast, a podcast that features and celebrates Black millennials doing amazing things in industries that they're in. We'll tap into all things trending and some that aren't. Let's get deep fast. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Living Millennial Podcast. I am Brittany. Hey, I'm Mandisa, and we are the hosts of the show. Yes. And there have been quite a few hot debates happening in 2021. Debates about masks on, masks off, uh, while surviving a pandemic. How the divided states of America should leave Afghanistan. Even debates on how often we should be bathing. White folks started that one, okay? (laughs) But, (laughs) But there hasn't been a more lengthy, a more debatable or a more divisive topic than the COVID-19 vaccines. And to give a little timeline on the discussion, first, it was debated on when it would be available, um, when it should be available, who it should be available to first, uh, which company testing and distributing the vaccine would be most trusted and effective. And now the debates have scattered so many different areas, y'all, with lots of folks chiming in and way too much propaganda, to be honest, for me to feel comfortable mm-hmm. with. <laughs> uh, so for this reason, I am so excited to have this conversation with my co-host, Mandisa, um, just to give our experience with um, all that's been going on and give a little perspective as a Black millennial. Hey, yo. You know what? Hey, I gotta, hey, I gotta say... I almost forgot about the earlier phase of this with like deciding on who should get it and when and prioritizing seniors and the um, um, uh, and those with underlying diseases. I completely forgot that that was a thing. And there were people who were like skipping the lines. I'm throwing in air quotes here. <laughs> And I was one of those people, but we'll get into that later. (laughs) But that was only a few months ago, but I already forgot. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, that was, it was a lot of, and still is a lot of controversy around that. And yeah, it's it's quite a bit. But before we get to that, y'all, for those who are returning, y'all know that we love, love, love words. And Mandisa has the word of the day for us. I do. (laughs) It's very fitting for today's topic on vaccines. So let's get into it. Today's word of the day is inoculate. Now, most of y'all have probably heard this in the past few months, at least, if not within the last year, year and a half. It's a verb. Let me spell it out. 
I-N-O-C-U-L-A-T-E, inoculate. It's a verb that means to treat with the vaccine to produce immunity against a disease. Hence the basis of this entire conversation, inoculate. So y'all know how we like to do, get your pens, your pencils, however you take notes. And let's see how many times Brittany and I can use this over the course of this conversation, which I bet will, listen, this will probably be the most we use a word of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, girl. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for that pause. Let's turn you down one more time. (laughs) On my mic? Mm -hmm. Okay. This never happened. I've never been too loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Put it back. There. It didn't. That didn't change much. Oh wow. Okay, let me try. Yeah. What if about I turn the, on the computer? Yeah. I go there. Is that is that a difference? Not really. <laughs> Even lower. How's that? No. What What are you... Say inoculate again. Inoculate. Oh, excuse me. What? How are you... Go to audio settings. Audio settings. And okay. then go to your mic, microphone. Oh, it's all the way up. It's mm-hmm. all the way up. Okay. <laughs> Start going down. Hey, wait, it won't let me. Is it not moving? Uh, let me unclick automatic. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's better. Oh, my God. Now you got to go up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I split the difference. Okay, go up more. Go up more. That's still that's so low. Now it's very, very low. That's so funny. Oh shit. What about this? Say inoculate. Inoculate. Mm, go up more. Go up like a quarter more or halfway more. Here. Inoculate. Inoculate. Laugh for me. <laughs> okay. That works. That works because I can always turn you up if necessary. It's just tough. It gets really tough to turn down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds so much better, girls. Was I blowing your eardrums out? You you weren't, but because I can't, because I know I'm not at the same length as you. Mm-hmm. I know if somebody were listening later, that yes, and they may have to like keep adjusting. Okay, and we you don't want to do it. And we don't want them doing that because then they'll be tired of it and they won't listen at all. Because I've definitely been that person. Like, I'm like, oh, like, girl. <laughs> yeah. And then I got to write a review. Then I got to do all this other stuff. But, <laughs> okay. Um, awesome. Thank you so much for that, friend. <laughs> Thank you for the pause. I'm so tickled by that. Okay. So, it inoculates. Um, wait, give me that definition one more time inoculate the whole thing like spelling that just for me not for this for me (laughs) uh (laughs) it's a verb meaning to treat with a vaccine to produce immunity against a disease oh got you okay 
Um, what else was I looking for? Sorry, friend. I literally had one more thing to look for. Um, oh, wait, is it this one? No, it's not this one. Girl, okay, I'm sorry. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. I think it's Already coping. Okay, thank you. I'm ready. I'm coming out. Want the world to know. Gotta let me show. Um, alrighty. You good, friend? Okay. It was dry and I was like, I don't want to start coughing. <laughs> Something's not okay with me. But um, all right. So thank you so much, Mandisa, for giving offering really that word of the day. I'm gonna try my best to use it. Um, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> you got that tally ready. I, we'll, we'll see how it goes for me. <laughs> and for those who are tuning in for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. And those who are tuning in not for the first time, welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. Like y'all know, like we said before, we are y'all's hosts of the show. And Living Millennial Podcast is here to highlight and celebrate the different perspectives of Black millennials in our community. And this show is definitely going to be all about that. Um, the the topic on the vaccine is pretty interesting. <laughs> it has been, it has been so interesting. And I'll say this, one thing that has been um, a common uh, consensus, I'll say that, is we, people are tired of the conversation. People are tired of finger pointing. People are tired of blaming. Um, and yeah, I think a number of folks that I've, I've talked to understand that that isn't very productive. <laughs> it's not. And we're looking to move forward in a healthy and safe manner. But we got to talk about some things. Well, we got to talk about some things. Very, very true. So I'm interested to know, Mandisa, um, how has, and we've discussed this on past episodes and we've, we've touched on it, but I don't think we've really gotten depth um, until now. So I'm interested to know how has the pandemic really changed your ideals and, um, or your ideas about information that you receive? And also like, how has it changed how you consider the information? information there's so many sources so many articles videos news clips it's it's i i have to protect myself from information overload <laughs> um and and really also the things that come on my phone like first thing in the morning like certain articles that i don't really know how they get there google i don't know <laughs> um but i i like to look for continuity among things so I'll see, and maybe, you know, there's some discrepancies in numbers across articles and whatnot, um, but I, I like to see um, or kind of check sources against each other and say, okay, is this, like, how many, how many sources are saying, <clears throat> excuse me, this same thing or something very similar, 
And I, I also like to look at um, sources like NPR, which are, NPR to me is one of the best uh, at, at being as unbiased as they can be um, and factual. And they, they also do a nice balance of circulating not only information about COVID-19, but things about the world too. So I can listen or read something on NPR's website and kind of balance it with other things. Mm -hmm. So it's, for me, it's really about just like checking and not necessarily taking one source's information and saying, okay, this is the standard. This is true. I'm like, let me, let me shop around a little bit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. And look, and hold on to that because later um, in the conversation or soon in the conversation, we'll talk about information and how we receive it and, and all that good stuff. So definitely, um, our audience for sure hold on to what Mendisa just said um for me I, I don't think that my ideas have really changed um when it comes to the information that you know that we're given and what's put out there because I feel like especially when it comes to politics and things like that and for our returning listeners you all know I am so into politics <laughs> I'm all about that jazz so um I don't I think with the pandemic, I think it all just perpetuated things that I've already known. Um, now I have a new perspective on how people, what people do with that information, <laughs> or I have a new understanding of what people do with that information and how that can really feed into um, a detachment to reality. <laughs> Which we'll, talk about, which we'll talk about <laughs> that later too. Um, but yeah, I don't think much has really changed. I think I've already been aware that propaganda drives is a way to drive people into action, whether it's, mm. it's good or bad. Um, yeah, it, not much has really changed there at all. It's pretty, it's actually pretty disappointing. It has always been. It's pretty disappointing. With yeah. speaking on propaganda, are there certain sources that you stay away from or you're like, mm, I'm just not gonna, I see this, but nope. Yeah. So opinion pieces, right? Um, so if we talk about networks, which I totally agree, NPR is definitely the place where you can go. And I listen to a lot of their podcasts too. Yeah. Um, so NPR is definitely a place where you can get information and it be unbiased. You're absolutely right. And they just give you facts. And you can, and they have continual um, guests that come on that know, that understand the assignment and they do the same thing. They just give you facts, right? They tell you what it is and you do what you want with it. Um, so yeah, NPR is definitely great with that. Um, C-SPAN, I, I am that old man who sits in his <laughs> living room and just has C-SPAN on all day, okay? Sitting down in the chair, drinking the coffee or the tea or whatever um <laughs> whatever choice uh of drink um yeah I'm the old man that just sitting there watching it all day and like not saying anything or actually I may it depends on the day it depends on what I'm watching so I watch a lot of the confirmation hearings sometimes and like the senate um and uh so I watched a lot of that so you may hear me you know fussing like oh my god like why are you not asking these questions or or 
you know, laughing at someone's response to a certain question or something like that. But it has, C-SPAN has no commentary, you know, no one's coming in telling you what happened or what they think happened. They're not giving you their perspective or anything like that. So NPR and C-SPAN will be like my primary places to go. What I stay away from are like opinion pieces and they have to tell you, it has to tell you, um, in the heading or in the um, description or in the intro, really, that is that it is an opinion piece. And um, I try to stay away from them unless it's something that, like, I really am looking for a different perspective. Um, yeah, I try to stay away from those, those things. I just want to say two things. One, you put, I don't watch C-SPAN, certainly <laughs> not as much as you, but you put me on the C-SPAN as also as, like, a little bit of a comedy chant, like the watching some of these things. Yes. Better than some reality TV because it's, it can't be duplicated. You can't, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> girl, you cannot make it up. And it's, it's really funny. Part of it is like, you really get to see most of it actually is you really get to see the people who are in the Senate, who are assembly members, but it's mostly a lot of Senate um, content, like a lot of their meetings and their hearings and things like that. But these people are so passionate about, you know, the legislation that they're putting out or legislation that they're going against. And some of it is pretty, uh, some of it is pretty disheartening. And some of, and a lot of it is really sad because you really get to see the people who have been voted into office and you get to see how even they are so disconnected and detached from reality. And it's like, if you understand politics and you understand how these people make it to office, it's like y'all are supposed to be, y'all are here representing, you know, a, the people, right. A constituency. Um, however, you know, it's very obvious that some of what you're spewing, a lot of your rhetoric is not in representation of, or your motive, your agenda is not in representation of the people in your community. So, you know, and you see that and you're like, and if you're anything like me, you're like, damn, like we have to rally against this. So we have to, I have to write a letter. You know what I'm saying? Like tell these people like, this is not, this literally is not what we want, you know? So, and what, so when people talk about when they say things against voting and how it doesn't work and all this other stuff, it's like, um, it's really, anyway, you just make all those connections and it really pushes you to, you know, go to action and get involved and like really engage civically to keep, you know, more people like this out of office. Yes, indeed. And, you know, I always applaud your, your activism, uh, all of your actions, like, like you said, whether that's writing a letter or actually being out, you know, in a protest or going to, City Hall and getting involved. I 100% I applaud you and support you <laughs> for all that you do. Um, and oh, the second thing was just that you said um, opinion pieces, which just made me think op-ed, the term for, for listeners, if anyone, when you see op-ed, that's, that's what Brittany's talking about, um, mm -hmm. opinion pieces, which, hey, listen, journalists are great. We all have opinions. They get paid to write them. They went to school I believe for, <laughs> I assume most of them went to school for it. That part. But, but op-ed just to know, to look out for that. Yeah. Look out for that. Cause yeah, that's, that's, girl, that's so important. That's so important because anyway, let me, that's just know that that is important. We're going to come back to that, but just know that it's important because it prevents another, anyway. 
just know that it's important. Okay. We want people that are in place to make decisions for us that know what they're doing, that know what they talk about and that are take at least taking advice and, and taking into consideration um, the information that experts are giving them. Right. And they're not debating that shit with, with, with ill experience themselves. Okay. All right. I feel it. I feel the passion. <laughs> you feel it, Paige. Because I'm like, Ugh. anyway, so um, next question, Fran. All right. And I'm actually excited about this because I think this is actually like what kind of fueled me or inspired me to have this conversation. But what precautions have you taken and kept since COVID emerged? So it really, so COVID really, uh, we started taking it really serious in like what, mid-March. And I remember March 15th is when California officially mm -hmm. shut down. Um, we know that it, it was, um, it had already kind of started and, and be, began progressing. I want to say as soon as December of 2019 that, yeah. that folks have tracked it back to. Yeah. yeah. But we, but, you know, taking it very serious and taking the proper precautions and then the information really started to spew out and circulate definitely in March. So since then, friend, what precautions have you taken um, and kept since since Yo, I'm like, everything beg, happened. Beg, 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 give me six feet. <laughs> I, okay, because you know, I, I travel often for work. Me, I use my suitcases uh, as a barrier. Like, it just the I step mm. over, but my bags do not. Like, I will, I will keep them as a boundary between me and other people because they, and airports and, and a lot of places still have signs on the floor that are, you know, keep your, keep your safe distance. And they're there for a reason and people just ignore them. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Please know <laughs> that we are strangers. We do not live in the same household. You don't know me. You can be ace. I don't like we in indoor, please stay away from me. And, um, I, I get real serious about that. And I will, I'll even like put my, my foot behind me <laughs> to like, have people say oh, like I yes I will use my body and my belongings to keep distance <laughs> from people <laughs> especially when someone behind me is coming up with like their mask like under their nose or just like not on their face at all and we're girl and I'm like no 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 <laughs> um, yes I also I I've dined indoors a few times um and here in New York City, I specifically will go to places um, if I'm indoor dining indoors that have postings on their on their doors or somewhere on their establishment that say um, that they they ask for for the vaccine card. Because I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, that makes me feel a little bit better about going <laughs> indoors. If we're outside, like, hey, that's yeah, that's all fair game, uh, you know. And I'll go with like a small group of people or whatnot. Um, in fact, the other night I went out with, um, a, a small group of folks, um, and we were indoors, we were drinking and the place asked for our vaccine cards and they actually, they put us in the system so that next time they could just look us up. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. And just like check our IDs that way and not have us show our, our cards every time. But okay. those, I think I really like my, my biggest things. I mean, if you wasn't already washing your hands regularly before this, like, <laughs> you nasty <laughs> <laughs> period we've been period. telling y'all that we've been telling y'all that right right and like I don't know about you but because bath uh what's the 
I was confused. Bed, bath, and bath and body works. You know, they they've been carried. You got the the mini little hand sanitizers and the ones that um, <laughs> that clip on to your bags and your purses and whatnot and your belt loops. That's where yes. wear mine. So like I've been having that like in my bag and on my bag. But uh, it, I mean, it, it gets emptier faster these days for sure. Right. <laughs> Make you want to put invest in some Bath and Body Works stock now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I really think those are the main two. Keeping my my distance from people, and um, I really I tried not to to dine indoors or spend too much time um, indoors with my mask mm-hmm. in public. Like if I'm over at somebody's space, like cool, cool, cool. But I don't know, you know, the fifty people in this room. <laughs> so girl, period. Yes. Period. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. What about you? Because you you were like Lysoling, I remember in the beginning, and what, what has that stayed? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you looking at me like, uh, yes. <laughs> yes, friend. Yes, because yes. yes, just yes, girl. All the things. <laughs> I still come home if I've been out all day and like going. To to different stores. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to come home and I'm going to shower first. I'm going to put my clothes in the washing dryer that's like right um, right by the front door. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'll like, you know, strip at the door sometimes still and like drop the clothes in the washing dryer and then beeline right to the bathroom and take my shower. Um, definitely still Lysol, any groceries or anything from like Ross because I'm, yeah, I'm always at Ross. Damn, <laughs> we need a sponsorship. The yeah, they got the candles. They got the home decor. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'll like spray that down. Um, I still have, you know, the stuff in the the hand sanitizer in the car. Hand sanitizer is always with me. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, 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 I still uh, am holding on to those things that I've adopted since early on. And it just makes me, it's just, and of course I'm still wearing my mask, you know, it just makes me feel good. And I'm definitely, I'm definitely one of those people too, who was like, I need six feet, no pressure, you know, and I'm, I, I very much paying attention in public. And I think I've told you this story before, but I'm not sure if I've said this on the, on uh, the podcast before, but yo, this one girl, this is maybe a month or so ago. And I went inside the Starbucks. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I don't know why I wasn't paying that much attention, but um, I had my mask on, of course, and it was my turn to uh, to order. And the guy, the guy at the register was like, hey, what can I get for you guys? And I, t- I was like, you okay, guys? Okay. Oh, the girl was so fucking close to me, bro, that he thought we was together. <laughs> girl. First of all, even not in a pandemic, give me my motherfucking, give me my yeah. space. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like now I'm cussing real hard, so you know I was hot. I was like, I looked up like you guys. I was like, I don't uh, know this. Who's you know the the thing? Whose man's is this? Like whose woman's is this? Yeah. Like I was so shook. I was like, Shorty was really just close to me. She did not have a mask on or anything like that. So, yes, and I was just so shook because, and we'll get to this, but I'm a firm believer in, number one, we are still in a pandemic, y'all. Still. The pandemic, we're still in a pandemic. Numbers are spiking again. In California, they've spiked again. Um, Every time we have some really big 
um, event, like back in Chicago, a lot of Palooza, even though there is saying that they, you know, people had to show documentation of or proof of vaccination or these are negative tests, they were barely looking. And what happened? The numbers in Chicago spiked again, right? So this is still happening. And even for our vaccinated folks, like there are still precautions that we need to take. There are still procedures that we should be abiding by. Um, and that includes six feet, no pressure, bitch. Also, like, that's the fuck it. How is that also not a hello for her? When he said, you know, what can I get for you guys? Shouldn't that be a, like, why else would he think that you all might be ordering together? Unless y'all walked in at the same time. Like, that's, that's the only logical conclusion. Oh, you real close. Oh, you close enough to be in my purse. No, get back. Listen, you gonna buy this drink? Cause back up. If you want this close to future, right? If you you gotta be this close to, to pay me uh, to buy my drink or something. Right. And you ain't got no mask. But I don't put it on her. And you ain't no mask on. Oh my god, girl. I was like, I was so shook. I didn't say nothing to her at that time because by this time, like, you don't have a choice but to give me space. I'm, I'm going to order. So I don't know if she caught on that like she was that close. But I was like. I know I stopped for a moment. I was like, wait a minute, this is, this is close to me. Yeah, girl. Who came in with Yes. <laughs> yes. But so in short, <laughs> after a long uh, answer, the short answer is I have, <laughs> I have adopted and held on to most of the precautions. So six feet, masks on in public, hand sanitizer everywhere I go, spraying Lysol, showering when I get to the house. Like, and and I don't really go, I still don't go out as much um, anymore. And if I do, it, then I definitely am eating outside or getting takeout. Um, yeah, I'm not dining in or anything like that. Because um, I also have family to look, to think about. My aunt and her wife are are older. They have pre-existing conditions. Um, so many things to, um, and then I also have little cousins who, you know, are not of age to get vaccinated. So even if they, um, even if their mother had a choice, she doesn't really, you know. So, um, yeah, I just, and I don't want to spend time away from my family. So I'd much rather just, you know, I'm still quarantining, I'll say. I'm basically still quarantining um, just to ensure that, you know, I have access to my family. So those are the precautions, girl. Listen, I also love that you mentioned the kids because, especially with back to school coming up, like, protect the babies. <laughs> they, they don't have a choice in this. And, you know, whether yeah. they are in school or not or wherever they are, they, their, their immune systems are open to the rest of us. So it's not just yeah. about you is what I'm saying. <laughs> Period. Yeah. And they're already back in school. So I'm definitely lifestyling them when I see them. <laughs> Girl, all the things. Don't bring it to me. I ain't gonna bring it to you. Okay. okay. Um, and you wanna know what? Something real quick I thought about the other day. Um, so I've I don't know how many times I've ever had to, I don't know how many times I've taken the test for COVID. They've all come come back negative. Um, so and I've I've also taken the antibodies test oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. where they test see if you've ever had it, and I've never had it. 
Okay, so I'm one of those rare folks, or I'm, maybe not rare, I don't know, but I'm, I am a person who have ne has never had COVID, but anytime I've taken plenty of tests, and anytime I've ever taken a test, minus one time, it wasn't because I had symptoms, it was because I was exposed to it. Mm -hmm. Someone around me, either was someone around me or was someone around someone around me, if that, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> if yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I know a friend who knows um, a friend. <laughs> I, right, I know a friend who knows a friend. Um, yeah. And like, and you know, I've gotten the call or the text message to say, Hey, just so you know, I've tested positive or someone else tested positive. So, you know, you should get tested. And, um, and, and yeah, and that puts me immediately into even more of a, a boost of precautions and things like that. And, yeah. um, and that of course, even that puts me even more in like, okay, I really ain't going nowhere because <laughs> every time I go somewhere, Somebody will act up. Somebody <laughs> got a telling me what they got. <laughs> Which I, I also applaud people sharing that voluntarily because I, I, I've never had to do that and I've never gotten a message or a call with someone saying that. Mm. But I can imagine, actually, <laughs> I'm lying. <laughs> that just happened twice. Like, <laughs> with the oh, shit. <laughs> the lies. I didn't forget that quick because all my tests come back negative. So I'm negative, like, oh, yeah. I'm good, I'm good. And then I, I keep going. Um, <laughs> wow. I can't believe I, damn, actually three times and all, oh, damn, man. <laughs> So that's yeah. how that's how good I am. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm good. I'm safe. Like, wow, I really be forgetting and letting things roll off the shoulder. All right. <laughs> the, the courage with and actually, you know, it's been one time that the person who I think she had a, a was it a false positive or something, or was like asymptomatic, she she made calls like individually herself mm -hmm. to people. Which I, I appreciate it because it, it takes away the stigma of it. Like I know before we, we've talked about uh, liking this to to um, to like STDs um, and having, yeah. having one contracting one and and letting, you know, your partner or partners know mm -hmm. telling people because mm -hmm. like I said before, it, it's not just about like we don't live in a world by ourselves. You don't move yeah. by yourself. Um, and so I can imagine how, how kind of frightening it might be at first to be like, oh no, I have, I have, I have to tell people, um, and, and, mm -hmm. you know, however they may receive it, but I have to tell them this news. Yeah. I care about them. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that, that the people told, told you, the people told me and that, you know, mm -hmm. we were able to get tested and we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and so honestly, yeah, and that says so much about, I think that says so much about us and the space that we create for those around us, mm. um, to be honest and to be transparent, right? And I think it says a lot about my uh, not having, not shouting every five minutes about what I don't agree with, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to COVID or the pandemic or anything like that, because I've spoken to people who have, who have gotten it or who thought they had it and the anxiety around it is still very present. You know, they're so fearful of people's responses, right. Of them either being angry or them being discriminatory, right. Or discriminative. And, um, I had one friend who she didn't call me to tell me that, you know, that I was exposed because we hadn't mm -hmm. spent time together, but she, she let me know that like, 
you know, she just needed to vent really and needed to, and needed to talk about how to move forward because um, she had gotten it. And this was actually her second time getting COVID um, after being vaccinated, by the way, mm. and this is her second time getting COVID and she had to tell her roommates and her roommate's response was like, ill. like, you know, they were just so, yes. And it really hurt her. You know, you could tell, like, it really hurt her. It really made her uncomfortable. She was, like, uncomfortable, like, even leaving the room if she really needed to to get food, you know, that was delivered, stuff like that. And that just saddens me, you know, or I've had other folks who, you know, who have said, who have given similar stories or um, who just had anxiety around, uh, uh, just around even telling people because of, you know, they were fearful of responses like that. And I've had to encourage people to say, hey, like, no, you just, just you know, no matter what, go through with it because you're going to feel better knowing than not knowing, right? You're going to feel so much better. And, and however they respond, you can't, we can't control that. Um, but you still have the responsibility, honestly, to let people know. Um, and their response says more about them than it does you. So relieve, relieve yourself of the idea that not saying anything, you know, is is um, is going to help because <laughs> it really, really doesn't. Um, right. It can do more harm than good. Yeah. It can do more harm than good. Yeah. And, you know, I pride myself on, you know, creating safe spaces for people. Um, so I'm, I'm always appreciative for folks who, you know, are who do tell me, you know, and who are able to say, you know, hey, I think everything's okay, but, or, hey, like, I'm experiencing these things. I know we were together last week, so, you know, all that stuff. Thank you, please, you know, because I think, and a lot of people know my situation. They know that, you know, I have kids that I want to be around and, and elders who I have to be around, and they respect that. So, yeah, yeah so other indeed. people. And I love that you mentioned, you know, having um having created a, a safe space for for people no matter their their relationship or closeness with you to be able to tell you that and and for you to to receive that information without judgment um it's um that 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 is another thing that i hope at large that people take away from this mm -hmm. um, is to really have compassion and to also <laughs> uh -uh. and to also act for the for the greater good like I can't say it enough <laughs> I really don't yeah I've said it like three times but <laughs> <laughs> I really feel like I just can't say it enough because it, that's it's true really come to light over these past what 18 19 I don't even know what month we're on I, girl <laughs> for real months um is is that we we do better when we really take care of each other, um, yeah. which does start with taking care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Period. See, this is the conversation I'm always happy to have when it comes to, uh, when it comes to this, you know, something that is, is just so, this is productive. I'll, I'll leave it at that. This is, <laughs> this is productive. So, but I want to go over, um, I mentioned this earlier, but I want to go over information, right? And how we consume information and examples of, inform of, of the information that we consume. Mm -hmm. um, and I think this is very, very important to consider because these are all things that, that lead to how we may respond or react to something, right? How we may respond or react to receiving, inf um, receiving information from someone else, um, how we may respond or react um, 
you know, if we come into a situation ourselves and, and also when we're having just a conversation around um, whatever controversy is happening <laughs> at that moment. But definitely in this conversation, we have uh, discussions around uh, the pandemic, right? Um, and I think I, I was so excited to find this information because some of, so much of it is relatable um, and, and it's just so helpful too. Because I think for me overall, um, it forces me to take into account that like someone may receive information differently than me. Right. Right. And it doesn't mean that they're wrong. It doesn't mean that they are idiots. Because <laughs> 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 that's the first time like, oh, this person is like, goddamn. <laughs> Listen, because sometimes I really be looking like, what the fuck? Anyway, so... <laughs> like where are you getting this from like how did you come to these conclusions for friend? real friend for real I'll be like I mean so your, like Matt show show me your work show me Walk your me work cite your sources cite your sources, it, your sources. <laughs> and and but this and honestly this <laughs> this leads me to asking this stuff right and then when I figure out where you got your information then I'm like oh, I'm not gonna say you know I'm like okay you know what I know where to go with, with the conversation right I know whether to end it or continue it and a lot of times I'm just ending it okay but <laughs> for your sake and mine I bid you adieu <laughs> you said it friend you said it because I'm Anyway, so hopefully this will this will uh, help even our listeners <laughs> just consider consider the same things. I'm laughing because I'm like, damn, like I I'm just thinking of all the times I've had to be like, oh yikes! All right, the conversation the conversation's over. But um, but yeah, the information we consume, of course, has an influence on our needs, our habits, our perspect, our uh, perceptions, and our motivations. Um, and I, I want to say, too, that curiosity can also be a motivation, right? If we're curious about something that can motivate us to, you know, start to look more things up and, and all that good stuff. Um, so as we can enjoy knowledge for the sake of, of the knowledge um, and staying informed, right? So curiosity is going to, to fuel all of those things or it can fuel all those things. Um, so are you ready for this, friend? Are you ready for me to... Yes, teach me. <laughs> teach me. Okay. Uh, so when the first thing is information overload, right? So that means, yes. So that means that stress, um, it's stress that results from information consumption. It's too much of it. So making a decision is too complex by considering far too much information. Um, I have definitely been in this situation when it comes to, I'll say when it comes to this podcast or the production company, like there's so much that I want to do right. Um, and I think I've said this even on the show before of like, you know, I will sit and I will go to, um, I will find all the webinars to go and how to advance mm -hmm. the podcast, right? Or like, um, you know, sign up for all these classes and all this stuff. And it turns out it's a lot of the same information to be honest, just presented differently. But it's yeah. just so much information. And then when it's time to make a decision, I've put so much down. It's like, it's too much to decide from. Too much. I've been there. Yes. Yeah, I've definitely been there. 
It's like, we, I, I like to think of us as sponges and a sponge, no matter how big or small it is, can only absorb and hold so much liquid. Mm-hmm. And then you gotta ring them up again. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how that's how our brains are like we have to let some things go we gotta file some things back in the rolodex of our mind and then we have to reset and be able to take new information and again like that's why you know you only work for a certain amount of hours at a time because you, you gotta mm-hmm. take a break and be like all right let me process this mm-hmm. and and that's also key like i'm thinking really of, of like social media but also mostly what I'm thinking of is being in like the grocery store or at a restaurant Mm. and even if it's something as simple as I'm going to order a smoothie if there are too many fruit combination (laughs) options I'm overwhelmed (laughs) yeah especially if you're hungry (laughs) especially if you that's don't go to the grocery store hungry don't do it (laughs) if you haven't learned that lesson by now (laughs) right you will by all the things that you will not eat that week. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, but yeah, I, I think with with that, like giving yourselves a, a space to to step away from whatever, however you're receiving information, process it, and then mm-hmm. come back at it when you're ready. Like, it's yeah. going to be there. It's going to be there, exactly. Um, and connected to that too, I think we've all experienced overconsumption. Um, and we're, they're saying that overconsumption is and um, happens to an individual who feels that they are wasting time consuming information such that it impacts their life in negative ways. And I know social media is going to come to mind for a lot of folks, right? So consuming information to pass time or to distract ourselves, that's overconsumption. It's affecting your life. You are so invested, your time is so invested in whatever it is you're looking at or scrolling through or reading or watching um, that it's a complete distraction. And yeah, it's, it's, it's in the way of your life. How many of us have taken our phone to the bathroom for, quote, reading material, right? <laughs> a yes, lot. a lot, a lot. A mm-hmm. lot. Or you scroll, yeah. you so deep into something. On, this is a pet peeve of mine. People so deep in scrolling and reading whatever on their phones when they out and walking on the sidewalk that they damn near bump into you. And I will give a, here in New York, I'll say, yo. Because <laughs> I don't, I'm not about to. That, that's all I got for you. Yo, mm-hmm. hey, look up where you going, bro. Yeah, watch out. You Right, you might even, like, bump into them on purpose a couple of times. <laughs> I might, I might. Sometimes I got to remind myself to, like, be kind, Mindy. But listen, <laughs> I got two nice shoulders here, okay? <laughs> Catch one. Yeah, she said. Be- <laughs> <laughs> that's the Mandisa y'all know about, okay? That's the Mandisa I get to see every now and then. That's Catch that. one. Not That's the electric car community, Mendisa, okay? <laughs> you better watch out. Yes, if y'all haven't heard about that one, there, there's an episode, go back and listen to it. <laughs> just, yeah, just catch up on all the episodes. You'll catch that. That is comical. Um, all right, so the next one is information addiction, all right? A person who lacks control over their consumption such that repeated behaviors are damaging their quality of life. Um, I put my examples in, and that is like, what we call going down the rabbit hole. Um, And I'll even use some conspiracy theorists as an example. Um, Some of the ones that I've seen, 
um, I, you could tell they just, there's a problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. There is, there is an issue with the information that they are consuming. They are addicted to like, especially if you post it every five minutes about something that is, you know, in connection to the conspiracy that you have and all this other stuff, like there is, there's a problem there. Uh, there's an issue there. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do I feel information addiction? I probably was close to it. Again, going back to politics and, and activism and things like that. Um, I'm sure I was I was close to it. Um, and I think a lot of us may be, especially when we, because, you know, we're selective with our social media, right? You, you can really choose who you follow and who you don't follow. So if you follow, and this may happen subconsciously, but when we continue to keep following you know, certain types of people or certain types of um, accounts that post specific events and things like that. Um, you know, I think that can all lead to, you know, being potentially addicted to that information. I know I had to unfollow quite a few accounts that was just showing um, a lot of um, a lot of harm in the Black communities, right? Um, you know, police brutality and and all kind of things, um, and who would just post the videos of that. Um, with no real, with no real agenda behind it, with no real purpose behind it. It's just to be a part of whatever's trending at the time. The problem is that with that is, you know, shit, we get Selma every damn day, all day, (laughs) you know, it's like that. It's like bloody Sunday continuously. Um, and it becomes, it becomes an addiction in a sense that we, you know, we may not be aware of. So that's, quick example on my end I'll give yeah yeah girl um the next one escapism right the use of media such as videos and games to escape the realities of life escapism is not necessarily a bad thing when done in moderation as this can reduce stress and stimulate the imagination but this leads to um or actually this is my little part too but I think it leads to um Calling for people to seek and establish balance. That's what I think of. Because like, I think of some of the people that I, that I meet that are very much in adults, that are very much into cartoons, very much into anime and things like that. And that is what you're consuming consistently. Um, like you legitimately are escaping from reality. There's nothing wrong with that escapism. That's a way, you know, some people may even find rest and mindless things to watch. Um, but if that's all you're consuming, I think that's where the issue, the issue lies. So like find a balance basically is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Balance, balance was definitely the word that came to mind, uh, uh, when you were given the definition of escapism. Um, and I, I liken it to like what we eat, you know, like, mm-hmm. okay, I had some jalapeno chips and carrot cake a couple of times this week, but like, I can't have that every day. <laughs> something mindless you know whether that's like for me sometimes it's really like reading articles about like (laughs) fashion stuff even though like yeah I'm not a fashionista like I put on clothes because (laughs) I have to and they're comfortable and most of the time they're black (laughs) um but like I like to consume things about that or like you know scroll through Pinterest looking at home decor Mm -hmm. and nail Mm -hmm. 
mm. art. And then I'm like, okay, now that I've done this kind of release, now that I've kind of like rang out my sponge, yeah, then I can go back and like read an NPR article or something about, mm-hmm. I don't know, science. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, and I think that's a prime example of, of like, the beauty of escapism, right? Or a positive way to escape because just what they said before in the definition is a way to fuel imagination. Um, And so I'm sure, you know, some of the outfits that you've seen inspired some of the outfits that you maybe put together for yourself or some of the home decor may be inspired of, you know, what you want your future home that you're going to purchase, you (laughs) know, to look like, you know, certain colors, (laughs) certain colors and things like that. So like, yeah, I don't, I don't see a problem with escapism, but it's when we are, when that is something that, you know, is completely, um, we're completely consumed by, um, I think is interesting. And I keep thinking of, this is my perspective, y'all, but I think of, you know, the people who only watch fiction or only consume fiction, but then still try to have an input on conversations about real world shit. Ah. And connect that to what I was saying earlier with the people, some of the people who want to have, who want to get in these conversations and we have to ask, where are you getting your information from? Where did you get this from? Which I'm like, hey, if you read about this, like if you, yeah, like if you read about this somewhere, okay, okay, we can talk about something, but I feel if I hear something, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go look it up. I'm gonna go, yes, we gonna compare sources, because what I'm talking about, I know where I got that from, so, but anyway, we'll, we'll, we can get to that. Um, All righty, we are almost done with our list. All right, so the next one is underconsumption, right? So an individual who avoids information they need, for example, they have a problem, but don't seek information that might help them. That's significant to the conversation. (laughs) This makes me think of the folks who have minimal information on a topic, but have so much to say or critique. And it's clear they are less informed by the critics, by the critiques they have. Okay. Have, I hope I hope someone else has this immediate thought for our listeners out there. Jordan Klepper. I think, Brittany, you and I have talked about this before. Jordan Klepper from The Daily Show. Do I, I first started seeing uh, uh, his segments with, like, Trump rallies where he would go and ask them mm, Yes. <laughs> Expose all the dumb so good. And I love, I love his, and I, I, if, if they didn't make me laugh, they would make me cry or like cry with sadness or with anger because I'm like, how yeah. do you, you out here ripping for all these different causes and these different people, but you really don't know facts. <laughs> don't know facts. Yeah. Don't know facts. Or what you, you really support something from like who you think is the opposition, but because it's they're under the the label of your opposition your enemy like you will not agree with them and i'm like actually you really riding with what they saying period don't fuck with them (laughs) yes it's the person right and you're led by you know whoever whoever you're getting information from you're led by their talking points and what they lack right so you are repeating what they're saying sounding just as silly Yes, I have Billy Goose. 
have to say the uh, like the whole Mueller report. <laughs> the people would be like, just just read the report. Everything's in the report. Well, did you read the report? How do you well, read no, the I don't have to. So what the fuck are you talking? <laughs> yes, girl. I remember we was we saw the same video. I was so tickled by it. And here's the thing too, especially I think Jordan um caused this out in some of his conversations with folks. But here's the thing, like a lot of us are saying the same shit. We all want the same things and we're saying the same things. Like I always compared like um, when officers, uh, uh, you know, when the families of officers talk about how fearful they are, you know, their um, whoever their family member is not coming back home, right? Okay, but you're saying the same shit that, you know, black mothers or mothers of color and fathers of color are saying about their kids or even about themselves like you know what i'm saying um and one of us is more of a threat than the other right and one of us is carrying a weapon most of the time that's what i'm saying not the other yes yeah exactly that's what that's what i mean by more of a threat right it's like come on bro like so yeah i think but when you don't get all the information when you under consume, you know, you're going to lead yourself in that conversation or towards that type of conversation. Um, So the next one, sources. And now we're getting closer to what we were talking about at the very beginning. Sources of information, including technology tools such as web browser and content producers, such as video bloggers, for example, Um, um, an individual who gets most of their information from a single or TV channel. So YouTube, um, other just normal, uh, networks and things like that. Those are sources. That's where, that's how we consume information from those exact type of sources. Um, but we still have to be, of course, mindful of where they get any information, right? And who the person is that we're receiving that information from. Um, filter bubble, seeking information that confirms your point of view. This is where it gets pretty interesting, right? Seeking information that confirms your point of view. So this can happen automatically for us. And this is where I mentioned again, like of social media. Um, so social media being a great example of this. Another thing can lead us to, which is another thing that can lead us down the rabbit hole. Um, it's also common for content producers such as newspapers to align to a particular ideology or outlook, um, which can make your views feel more accepted and less disputed than they are um, in reality. So Fox is a very great example of this, right? Like Fox will definitely put people down a filter bubble. Um, CNN is also another good example of this. Um, it's two sides of the same coin. What's that um, What's that social media site that came about within the last maybe like six months? Um, it was kind of like like the right conservative version of Twitter. I can't think of the name of it right now. Mm. That's, that's, that's what I'm thinking of where it's like a whole platform created so that like-minded people can talk their talk. Yeah, which is... I mean, which isn't always a bad thing, but when you don't allow any different perspective to the table or let any different perspective in and you are really disputing, you're being combative with ignorance, that's when it gets pretty dangerous and it gets pretty troublesome, you know? And we've seen that in our presidency and we see that in our government now. Right, because there, there's, you know, people want to have a safe space to 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 say their piece, but <laughs> there's a difference between like 
a safe space for for different content and it's also like well who is whose job is it to 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 differentiate between that um exactly get into it but also of of how much the um the government has a hand in sources like facebook being able to to um pull down certain posts and whatnot depending on what their views are yeah Um, i I think there's a recent case on that i'm not going to get into it (laughs) but um the the term filter bubble I, I I love the term also yeah um but uh but I, I think we've seen how how that can grow um really exponentially um it, yeah when, when given the chance yeah definitely and in years so many people now that's you know that are advocating for diversifying your content and the information that you receive um you know, that, that, that keeps us out of the filter bubble. Diversify it. It's okay. Like, you know, you may very well have somebody who has a different perspective on, you know, the thing that you are passionate about or something like that. Um, and it's, it's, you can consider that information, um, without disputing it as well, you know? Um, so that leads to, uh, the very last one, y'all, thank you for hanging in with us. And that is veracity, correctness, and reliability, right? Um, so uh, that is the ability of an ind- individual to verify the correctness of information and to identify sources that are reliable, reputable, and trustworthy. Uh, consuming information, or sorry, consuming misinformation can be quite damaging to individuals as it can give them a distorted view of the world and lead to poor decisions and performance. Um, I think that is, in a nutshell, everything that Mendisa and myself have really brought up and given examples of, right? And that is, and that's a way to, um, you know, not, not stay in a filter bubble. And that is a way to not underconsume. It's a way to find balance um, with escapism, um, not be addicted to the information that we receive, to not overconsume, and to not feel overloaded with the information. And that is, again finding, um, you know, diversifying, I guess, your information. And I think this is a great way, veracity, correctness, and reliability, those are great ways to um, to do just that. Um, yeah. And diversifying with, with the intention of, of fact-checking and taking in different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's very productive. And I think we can use these things when we're talking about, you know, COVID-19 and the vaccination. That's all things, like I said at the very beginning, to consider um, when we're having conversations with other folks, because that can lead us to knowing how to continue to respond or if you even need to continue that conversation. Um, I'll be totally honest, I would not continue a conversation with someone about any topic and they have proven to lack. Um, I just won't. I won't spend the energy in doing that. And I recently had an example of this with experience with this around colorism. And it was just very clear that the person who wanted to engage in this conversation with me and debate colorism was coming from a place that um, was lacking. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so um, I cut the conversation short. I really, really did. I really cut the conversation short. And I had to do that, number one, as um, a dark-skinned woman, um, considering the fact that I had someone who was not a dark-skinned woman debating colorism with me. Um, and it's 
And just for, in a nutshell, for anybody who is listening, who's probably wondering, well, what it was, first of all, if you are, if you come into the conversation, not knowing the first indicator, I'll say this, the first indicator and in coming to a conversation like that and not knowing um, how you present or not considering how you present and you're trying to debate colorism with someone who is darker skin, uh, that is the first indication indicator that you clearly don't understand how colorism uh, works. Well, anyway, hopefully that made sense to y'all. But um, so like, I want to know the details, but you can tell me, you can tell me when we're not recording. <laughs> I'll definitely tell you offline. And I'm always, you know, I'm always um, interested in creating a conversation around that. And I can definitely go into depth with that as well. Um, but long story short, if you are a light-skinned individual, please don't try to tell a dark-skinned individual what is is not colorism, period. All right, so, <laughs> so as I was reading all those things, y'all, I couldn't help but ask um, how often we use discernment when we consume information. Um, so other things to consider as we consume it, again, is like, what are these people's real experiences with the topic that they're discussing and who are they getting the information from? So I'll use uh, the gay agenda, for example, right? The gay agenda. So I'm always curious to know why the fuck am I always hearing about the gay agenda from non-gay people, all right? Only, <laughs> for real, for real. And I spend a lot of time with gay folks, okay? Ain't nobody talking about the gay agenda over there, but... <laughs> <laughs> know what the hell we're talking about what's the problem anyway so the only gay agenda that folks have is to just be that gay to live the happy lives they are entitled to by simply existing but I am not feeding into the gay agenda because I am considering the fact that the people who are talking about it ain't even fucking gay okay um so that's just an example of how I use discernment an example of of you know how I just I'm cautious of the information that I receive. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Am I, I can't be the only one who's ever thought about that. Well, <laughs> my thing when I when I hear about the gay agenda, it's usually people talking about it in terms of sexuality and children. And they're like, don't push your gay agenda. Don't push your sexuality off the children. Let them decide. They don't need this right now. And I'm like, I mean, listen, I, I think there are certain aspects of sexuality that certain ch young children, I'm like, hey, let them, let's just go hop on a swing. Like this ain't, this ain't for you yet. <laughs> You're going to have That's a so long funny. percentage of your life to be concerned with your sexuality and sex and gender and all that. Right now, just go eat this PB&J and hop on the swing. Like <laughs> eat the PB. Yes, but here's so. But here's my thing to to this point of information. We, when people start realizing that the people who are talking about the gay agenda are not, don't at least don't claim to be gay, then we know that whatever they're talking about ain't ain't it. <laughs> they probably pulling out their ass because no gay folks under no gay folks is who is really sitting around building an agenda to push the people to be gay in real life? Like, that's not a thing. So like, that's, that is a conversation that, you know, is another unproductive ass conversation with certain people. And my thing is also like the, I, I'm thinking of, uh, of uh, Sesame Street, which, which recently introduced um, 
among other characters, I believe a, a was it a gay man? I think or a I think so. But a gay character who um and and <laughs> people feeling like, oh, they're trying to push this on my they're trying to push or make my child gay. And it's like, no, actually we just want to show you that there are gay people that exist in the world and in order for our cast of sesame street to represent the people of the world we're trying to be more inclusive and, and hello characters that represent right people. so we're not going to continue or we're trying to not to continue to perpetuate this this uh 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 this heterosexual <laughs> agenda. Right. The heteronormative agenda. Because if you're gay, if your child was gay girl, then why then why is it that all this heterosexual or heteronormative conditioning didn't work? Why didn't it work? Because that's not that's that has no influence on on people's um gayness or not gayness. Okay. But we we off track. Look, 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 look. We'll talk about we'll we'll have to create another episode. <laughs> <laughs> another game. episode about that yes 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 but okay so we'll fast forward to the latest update on the COVID-19 vaccine yes. okay so the latest update that hopefully you will have heard by now is that the Pfizer uh, COVID-19 vaccine has received full approval by the FDA and this was act this was a few weeks ago on August 23rd um, so the full FDA approval took place or takes place when enough data demonstrates that the vaccines are safe and effective for most people who receive them and when the FDA has had an opportunity to review and approve the whole vaccine manufacturing process and its facilities. So after months of studies, more than 165 million people have received the COVID-19 vaccine and the FDA now has all this information on how safe and effective the COVID-19 vaccines are in protecting people, how well they work to prevent severe coronavirus disease, or how well they work to prevent uh, COVID-19, and how the vaccines are safely and consistently manufactured. All that being said is that they went from their emergency uh, uh, status uh, Pfizer, vac uh, sorry, Pfizer, Moderna, and the Johnson & Johnson vaccines. And now Pfizer has been fully backed by the FDA, which <laughs> I just want to say that there are a lot of things in all of our pantries that are not fully backed by the FDA, yet <laughs> we have no problem mm -hmm. in consuming them. <laughs> so <laughs> that point aside, the Pfizer is the one of is the only one of the of the the major three vaccines that has been um, fully approved by the FDA. Mm -hmm. So, I'm wondering, uh, uh, and Brittany, you tell me your your personal um, um, decision with this, and and how you've seen this kind of play out in in other people that you know and in the world of how this impacted your decision. Um, on whether to get the vaccine or not um, mm -hmm. at that point. Yeah. Um, so two things. Mm -hmm. Going back to what you said about the vac the FDA, us having even things in our pantries that aren't approved by the FDA, we have things like cigarettes and and tobacco, other products that are that have been approved by FDA, right? That are harmful to to the body. 
Um, so, you know, I'm always learning even more about the FDA, you know, we're always, we should be, we should always be questioning or curious or analytical about how much we trust them. Right. Um, and then of course what we put in our bodies or not for me. And second thing is fun fact for our listeners, um, Mandisa, we're on two sides of, uh, the vaccination is that how, I don't know how I'm supposed to say it, but anyway, Mendisa and myself are on different ends of decisions, right? To get vaccinated, to not get vaccinated. So I am not vaccinated. Um, and Mendisa, you are. Yes. Yeah. And Mendisa <laughs> is. Um, so, and you were actually vaccinated prior to this approval. You've been vaccinated for months now, right? Yeah, yeah, back in April slash May, yep. April slash May, yes. So, well, let me ask you this first. I'm going to answer your question for sure, but let me ask you this first. What was, because May is actually when it was like, that was pretty I, soon after it so, came out. So what, what led to that decision? <laughs> right, and you skipped the line. <laughs> but, you skipped the, but you skipped the line in terms of like, by the time they were approving, but it's in tiers because, yeah, you know, we were age. going in like age, right? So they were going in different tiers of folks in different ages. So you skip right. the line that way. But what what pushed or fueled your decision to, to get vaccinated? Well, I thought about, you know, in, in school, especially elementary school, um, all the vaccines that, you know, were required to, to take for school and thinking of mm. like, oh, I didn't have a choice. And like, I, I very clearly remember going to, um, uh, not necessarily the hospital, but a, a medical place and getting vaccine, you know, the TB shot, all them and for, for school. And that's something like, I didn't have a choice of doing, but I understood that it was something that was required it was a box that needed to be checked by me and my parents. My parents and I, my grandma would <laughs> correct me, so I do it myself. <laughs> that my parents and I needed to check in order for me to go to school. And it was kind of like a, and you know, they're, they're teachers. So they're like, absolutely, let's go do this thing. And, and we hadn't had any, um, none of my siblings or my parents, we hadn't had any, any adverse reactions or negative, negative reactions to any of the vaccines. And so here I am as an adult getting to choose for the first time myself on whether to get this vaccine or not, because it did, it did come out so quickly. Um, and I know that people have, or, or rather scientists, <laughs> not just anybody, scientists have been studying um, uh, mRNA vaccines um, and, and related work for a while um, before the shutdown, before before COVID-19 um, was, was um, a thing at large. And, but I, I still was yep. like, eh, this seems, <laughs> it all happened so quickly. So my thing was, I was not going to be first in line. <laughs> like, <laughs> period. <laughs> I'm not camping out overnight. This is not Black Friday. Like, we not, right. you know, trying to <laughs> stampede into the vaccine clinic. <laughs> Um, so I wanted to wait and see like how this would go just with, with people in general. I wanted to see like, okay, if it's a, a, a mostly positive um, success rate and no one's having, <laughs> I didn't actually believe this, but <laughs> jokingly, I'm like, no one's turning into zombies. Like, all right, <laughs> we're fine, we're fine. That we know of. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 
know that there there were articles went out of of people having different re- negative reactions to it mm-hmm. um, to all all three vaccines and each one having its own little like eh, are we sure about this um but i i ultimately didn't have a compelling no um and i said i i would rather i would rather go ahead and get get these two shots um and I also part of it was also like shaking off conspiracy theories that I didn't necessarily believe in or even buy into but just hearing about you know oh they, they're gonna chip you and, and I'm like bro I got a cell phone like <laughs> right we already tracked okay <laughs> right I give out my location you know with <laughs> geotags and shit like and, and I'm like yo if someone really if the government really wanted to come do me harm like little me not to not to minimize myself but because <laughs> you got the power <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like they not they not trying to come after me I I was like you mm-hmm. know I think enough time has passed enough people have taken this I don't have a compelling no and um similar to what you were talking about earlier like I want to I want to be around my family it's specifically older family members my mom my grandparents um and feel feel safe being around them and not you know even if, if I'm around them and I'm asymptomatic I I would feel so guilty um to to have if I were to infect them um if I could have if I could have avoided it by getting a couple pokes in my arm <laughs> um and it ultimately worked out for the better pertaining work um because i it it certain certain places do have certain workplaces well specifically for me certain theater companies do have um vaccine mandates with the exception of religious or medical um exemptions and so it's allowed me to go back to work um which is important and I love what I do and being being away from it for so long um was something that I I didn't want to continue um and ultimately I'm I'm glad with my decision um there was a a part of me that was like oh no am I am I rushing into this like should I should I wait another month but I, I honestly I went with my brother we went to like CVS and um after the first one I was like okay, see you in four weeks. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel good. And I, I also, like I was saying earlier here in New York City, there's a lot of places um, that are actually enforcing the um, um, checking to see that, that people entering their establishments are mm-hmm. vaccinated by showing proof of your, your vaccination card. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I also feel better about being able to go into most establishments that I want to go into um and and also being able to work around um the people that I work with which some of them also have um pre-existing conditions they have children um and so I feel better about being in the spaces that I work in and that I move in um and it's like a seatbelt you know I, I think I've said that before like I don't feel you know like I'm a hundred percent like I could never get COVID but I I do feel like I have 
some extra some extra armor. I like how you put that, the extra armor. I really do. Because, and you, like you said earlier too, you still are abiding by certain procedures and precautions and things like that. So, um, so yeah, you, you're moving with confidence, um, which is also led by the information that you have received and the research that you've done, right? As, which is, I think it's super dope. Um, for me, I, I, listen, I, don't even can't even tell you when's the last time I even got a flu shot. Yo, actually, me neither. So I, yeah, I never got a flu shot. I can't even tell you when's the last time I got a flu shot. I think maybe the last time I got a TB shot or anything like that was the same thing was to go to undergrad. Um, so or even if that too, right? Like, so I'm number one. I'm not in the habit of getting vaccinated. <laughs> That's the, that's the, honestly the very first thing. It's just not in the forefront of my brain. I understand the, um, I understand the importance of it. I understand the benefits of it. I understand that, you know, there are some folks, but very few who, you know, have had negative reactions to it. I understand all those things. I trust the science. Um, but the very first thing is that getting vaccinated and getting shots and things like that are just not in the forefront. Now, remaining healthy, yes, right? Going to see doctors regularly, yes. Um, having conversations with my doctors about the vaccine and things like that, yes. That is actually, I know it's going to help me tremendously with a decision if I ever make it. And I don't think I'll get, I'll be honest, I don't think I'll get the vaccine until I'm like forced to, meaning not work-wise, because I'll just find another job that doesn't require it. But travel-wise, if I want to go, you know, like to go to Africa, we have to get certain vaccines, right? Um, to protect ourselves um, and other folks. Um, so I'm if, if the COVID vaccine is another part of that, then okay, then I'll take it. But outside of that, especially with the precautions that I take with me being quarantined right now, I do not, I'm not pushed to get the vaccine. I'm not in a rush to get a vaccine. None of this propaganda is working on me. <laughs> Nobody is scaring me into getting it, into not getting it. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause you have just as much as we have the people who are like, who are pro-vaccinators and who are, I've had, I've, I've had somebody, I've seen somebody tell another person who made a decision to not get vaccinated that they, that they had a death wish. And like stuff like that is not going to push me to get vaccinated. That is, I think that is the most ridiculous thing to say to someone. Um, and um, yeah, I think it's just, I think that's fucking stupid, actually. I'm trying to say it in a nicer way, but I don't have a nicer way to say it. I think that's fucking dumb to tell somebody that they have a death wish because they made a decision for their own bodies, right? Um, but I also think it's really, it's it's not smart to try to force someone out of, or out of fear to try to force someone to not get the vaccine, right? So I'm definitely not a person who is consuming information, um, consuming propaganda on either side and I feel forced to get it or to not get it. Um, I'm just not pressed and I think there's many other people who can be in front of me who absolutely need it, but with the precautions that I'm taking um, and what I'm eating and not eating, all that stuff, uh, all those things, 
I am a healthy individual and I'm not pressed. That's just at the end of it, you know? And when, and if ever I, um, make the decision to get, you know, to get vaccinated, I'm going to speak with the proper people. I'm going to talk to the doctors, you know, like I'm going to have the, the face-to-face conversation and what makes sense for me. Um, but outside of that, I'm just not pressed. And that's right. me. <laughs> and, and, but I, I want to go back to, uh, you said, cause you, you said you trust the science of it. And so yeah. with that, the, the, I guess I'm the 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 question <laughs> that's trying to come out of my mouth is like the timeline of it and and um because like you said you you take like mask wearing coming in washing hands closed body you know staying mm-hmm. indoors um, and you're still working remotely too which is another huge bonus yeah too, which cuts yep. down on travel and and um um. Uh, interacting with people in the public yes which is a tremendous privilege in conversations with other people who don't have that I know that that is a great privilege for me right now right right and so I know you said you're not pressed (laughs) but in looking at timelines and because you said like if if you know if this job required you to get it you're like "Mm, I will see you all later yeah and so do you see, especially interacting with, with the kiddos and with your, with your older family members, mm-hmm. do you see yourself with it, even like the next six months, I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe I might get it. Um, I don't see myself right now. No. But for, so first, my, my, my family, my older family, they are vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have, I have trust in that, of course, and they have trust in that as well, that they're vaccinated on their own. Um, so that's the first thing, um, with the, even with the kids, I just have enough faith in the precautions that I'm taking outside of getting vaccinated. I really do. Now, if I, if I, if I get tired of being quarantined <laughs> and not going places, then that's when I'll start to really consider it because, um, because, and it will be not just for myself, but also for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if I start going outside, like everybody else is outside right now, uh, then I'll, I'll consider that. But even thinking about that, I'm like, oh, like even thinking about going outside, I'm like, (laughs) I'm freaking out, but I know it's, it could be necessary to network, right. For the podcast or even for my business plans to affirmations. I know that those things will be necessary, um, to do. Um, so yeah, so then, yeah. And and then that's when I'll start to have those conversations with the doctors and see, make sure that everything, you know, makes sense for me. Um, cause I really don't mind being the only person around with a mask on. I don't care being the only person around with a mask on. Oh, oh, oh. You know, I don't mind being the only person around with the mask on. I don't mind being the only person saying, not shaking hands and not hugging and saying, hey, six feet. I don't mind because overall we are still in a motherfucking pandemic. They're still red all up and through the United States of America. We are. Even European countries are like, uh, we said y'all could come here, but never mind. Never mind. Cut us off, girl. The UK was like, like your man, your booty shine. Stay over there. (laughs) we'll wave at you <laughs> we'll watch y'all's tv 
you know, <laughs> we'll listen to y'all's music, but we don't want y'all over here. Don't come up here touring. Don't do none of that stuff. They said, pause. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and I can't, I don't blame them, you know, and for anybody who's putting certain precautions in place and certain rules, businesses and things like that, I don't blame them at all. They, they are taking safety in people's lives serious and that should never be up for debate that should never be up for debate I'm not going to be if a business turns me around because I cannot show proof of vaccination respect to you I'll order I'll order delivery (laughs) yes indeed yes indeed and that's another thing I love about alfresco dining too is not only is it an option to to keep people supporting their business Mm -hmm. um who, for whatever reason, aren't going to sit inside um, to be able to patronize a business, Mm -hmm. enjoy some dining, be Mm -hmm. outside, enjoy nature. And I mean, it works out for everyone because it also, like a lot of the, the, the mandating uh, or the the seeking of vaccination cards and proof relies on the individual workers. Like you know, in in theater we have COVID safety managers. Who Beautiful. They sometimes it's people who who that is their sole job, and sometimes it's someone combining um, their their um, their prior primary title with that role, and they've got mm. extra training. Yeah. In, in that regard. But in <laughs> in restaurants and whatnot, like I went to go get pizza a couple weeks ago and it was raining, so no one was really there, which was great. I had the whole place to myself. And um, <laughs> I came inside and I, as I was sitting down, I'm like, it was raining, so I was I'd taken off my, my rain jacket. Mm-hmm. And um, the waiter came over and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to ask you for you know, your vaccination. And he kind of felt like like he didn't really want to do it. And I was like, I yeah. gave, hey, here it is. Right. <laughs> Go ahead and pass me that menu. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and so like you said, absolutely. Like as a business, you have to do what you have to do because some of you have poured mm-hmm. their livelihoods. And like for some, this is like I go to work, I get my check. They go to work, they get their check. They keep a mm-hmm. roof over their heads. The, the same way that I do yeah um totally and, and so I like you said I I absolutely respect that um yeah and to do to also do it respectfully like yeah girl you ain't gotta come at me or you, you know you ain't gotta come at nobody crazy just hey sorry yeah something. you know you know, just I've actually had I've actually been turned away. When I was back in Chicago, we were going to a bar and um my friends and I were going to a bar and I um what happened? Oh uh the the girl that was at the door, the security guard that was at the door came up to us and was like, Y'all got y'all vaccination cards. <laughs> and I was like, oh damn, like no. All right, well then you know you can't come in. I'm like, okay, but you just, I would not have been, I wouldn't have said, uh, if she didn't come with like, with that weird energy, like, yeah. sit, <laughs> yeah. it's okay. <laughs> and on, cause only one of us, one only one of the four of us was vaccinated. So she was like, I can get my car. I'm like, yeah, which is fine. Go ahead and have a good time. But like, and it was close. It was indoors. It was closed off. I was like, "That's you really giving me a reason to turn around." Right. Like, Actually, you know what I'm you saying? Just, you just 
you just right. saved me. <laughs> right. And I pay this $10 cover for to go somewhere where I'm probably not even going to enjoy. Right. Yes. This so like three strikes, I'm out the door. <laughs> for real. Well, I, I guess I gave myself the third strike. But <laughs> but yeah, it's also it's it's very much all in how we yeah, we make the ask or we present that information. So yeah, girl, listen, hopefully this conversation was was a really good example of how you can have a productive conversation around COVID-19, around the vaccine. Um, as we as we stated, Mindy and myself are on different ends. <laughs> we're, on, we're on the same end of the conversation, but on different ends of the decisions, right? Um, but there's no judgment. There's no, none of that is happening. There's, we're not led by propaganda. <laughs> and we can still continue our lives with confidence in the way that we move and shake and things like that. So um definitely definitely stay connected with us and you all y'all know how to um or you should know if you don't especially to our new listeners this is how you can stay connected with us and even continue the conversation if you would like and you can find us at livingmillennialproductions.com you can submit a comment if you go down to the bottom of our um of our website and you can also find us on instagram living millennial productions Facebook, Living Millennial Productions. And uh, what else do we have? Oh, you our YouTube, Living Millennial Productions. We have a few videos up there. And definitely, definitely sign up to our Patreon. I'm thinking about doing a little something nice for our first, maybe our first four uh, patrons. So find us there as well under Living Millennial Productions. Uh, we're always excited to engage with you all and continue the conversations and also look out for a panel about this very same thing. I want to create a wider conversation with more perspectives about COVID-19 and about the vaccine and the information that we consume and how that has led, how that's fueled and led to the decisions that we've made for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Mandy, so you are glowing, by the way. I don't, I don't, am I just now noticing? Come on, queen, with this glow. Thank you. It might be the sweat starting to form <laughs> on my forehead. It's hot up in here. It's but hot over here, too. I'm sure you have your windows closed like mine. So, yeah, we're getting a little spicy around here. It's getting hot. Spicy. Yes, some afternoon, evening heat for you. <laughs> Yes. All right. And last question for the week in, in order for you all, or actually to help you all engage with us. This question for the week is, uh, with the information e that even that we've provided, right? But with the information uh, that you've equipped yourself with uh, to help your own personal decisions to get vaccinated or not to get vaccinated, how have your conversations gone with other people? Um, and especially other people who may have had different uh, decisions than you. Um, so how have those conversations gone and what have you learned? We're, we want to know. We really, really want to know. Um, yeah. And we'll, we may even be happy to post that for y'all too. Mm. Anonymously, if you'd like, but we may also be able to, to give you that nice uh, shout out as well. Um, I'm always interested to know how this conversation is going with folks. I really, really am because it's a, it, it's deep. <laughs> I'm interested to see how Thanksgiving going to be as some people tell us too. <laughs> right and how different it's going to be now that you back to the table right some people are are you know right. are starting to group up again so now that y'all back to the table it ain't virtual now what's that it's like happening. <laughs> right. 
like the vaccinated people in one room and non-vaccinated people outside like how does that work <laughs> right 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 here's your bubble stay in there we'll slip the food yeah what's happening who's not invited no more who's not invited right or maybe oh maybe the the vaccinated people can come inside and eat and the non-vaccinated could get their plate to go <laughs> yo that actually said i want more plates to go <laughs> Mandisa said vaccinated or not let me get my food and dip <laughs> yo let me make a few rounds give me some listen i'm set for the weekend you just gave me a night <laughs> Many said, let me text you, place my order, and pick up and go. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Say my highs and buys. Right. I'm going by my business. Take a whole cake with you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even bring stuff. It could be an exchange. That's real. I'm dipping. That's real. That's not a bad idea. If anybody ends up doing that, please let me know. That is not a bad idea at all. Um, but thank y'all so much for listening. Um, y'all know where to find us across all platforms. Don't forget to subscribe, um, wherever you're listening to your podcast. And I actually think that Apple podcast now has the option. They've changed it from subscribe to follow. So don't forget to follow us on Apple podcast as well. Keep up with us as we go catch up with all our previous episodes as well and write a review. You all please write a review. That's going to help more people understand who we are and find us too. We would certainly appreciate that as we continue to grow together. Yes. I love you friend. Love you too. Thank you to all of our listeners out there. As Brittany said, find us, interact with us. We love it. We love to hear from you. We love to interact with you. We do, we do. All right. This has been Living Millennial. Boom, shaka, laka, laka. Boom. Oh, this stool. Don't forget to subscribe to our show. Follow us on social media in the links in the show description and share, share, share with family, friends, and whoever you think will care. Leave a rating and a review so more people can find us. We'll see y'all soon.